Hey, Stripper Whispers, Corey Michaelis here. Uh, I just want to let you know where I am going to be performing stand-up comedy in the next few weeks. I got a few private gigs coming up in early December, but December 13th and 14th, I will be at Laugh Lines in New Westminster, which is essentially Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Then I'll be in Lincoln City, Oregon, the 20th and the 21st. Renton, Washington, December 28th, and uh, New Year's Eve, I'll be in Spokane at Spokane Comedy Club. Then the first weekend of December, I'll be doing a few gigs at Tacoma Comedy Club in, you guessed it, Tacoma, Washington. Come on out to a show, slide into my DMs, and enjoy this episode of Stripper Whisper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Stripper Whisper, the podcast where I get behind the G-string and oh interview <laughs> strippers about what it's like working in the clubs, a little bit about their real life, and also how we can all be better customers in their space. Today, I am in Portland, Oregon with Pris. Say hello. Hi. And so happy to have you here. Um, we just met. We're in a little princess's uh, bedroom. It's all pink and it's lovely. <laughs> uh, and so if you are if you haven't followed us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash stripper whisper and check out her lovely bedroom and beautiful pink hair. Uh, before we get started, you jumped the gun on the shots. You had, you I had, couldn't help myself. <laughs> you had one while I was getting there ready. There's tequila in front of me. Yeah, what are you going to do? And you found a good one. It's called what? Exotico? Exotico. Check it um, out, everybody. Exotico, sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's about half the price of Casadores. It, it tastes the same to me, and I uh, really liked taking shots. So Perfect. And you yeah. said you're like sort of, you got it. You, you, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. So. I feel like when you're at the strip club and dancing and working, like you're not in, really interested in a mixed drink or okay. like a beer or a wine. Like carrying you don't. It uh, well, and, yeah. car- carrying it around inside your t- body too, oh, or like point. carrying it around on the stripping pole or carrying it around upside down on the pole. That's you don't a good really- point. <laughs> That's a good point. There's a lot. There's gas issues oh, potentially. Yeah. I mean, that, that upside down when you're just like, hey, look at my upside down <laughs> naked body. Oh wait, there's Bloated. my heart. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Oh yeah, baby. Great. <laughs> Funny. Well, I'll take a shot and I'll yeah, cheers your go. tea. How about that? Mm. I can cheers tea. You know, health there's is wealth. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mushroom tea, actually. So I'm mm. just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. I just peppermint with probiotics. You know. Today, uh, the last person I interviewed, she said she goes scavenging for mushrooms, um, it's which dangerous. is a very Portland-sounding activity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't know you. I could make just... my own linens at home out of mushroom <laughs> prints. <laughs> I've had a very Portland day because that, and then the other thing that um, that interview was this morning, and then the other thing. I, you guys probably figured this out. I don't do the interviews in order. I release them whenever the hell I want. But um, uh, the other very important thing was like, 
how much Portland businesses are like, we're open like some Tuesdays, like noon to maybe 3.30. Right. You can't like figure out. My favorite bookstore (laughs) is only open when your chakras are all aligned. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. That's great. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's where I guess all the Portlandia sketches and shows come from. And I don't know how people in Portland feel about Portlandia. Probably Um, like it a little bit, but yeah, it just depends on who you are. I suppose. Do they have yeah, a stripper like my, episode? My parents like Portland. You're like, ah. oh, that's so Portland. Oh, my God. Oh, that's now, where do they um, live There should ish. be a strip club episode. Hi, Portlandia. Hi, Netflix. Right? Thank you. Right. That would be very necessary because it's a huge part of the culture here in Portland, Oregon. Interesting. That's, I'm going to look into if there's not. Uh, a lot I know of my that Fred friends. Armisen yeah, yeah. Has Fred. a fancy for strippers. Is that right? Even though they haven't made a stripper episode. Well, 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 <laughs> Frederick. He comes into my club once in a while. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Which good transition? <laughs> which club is that? Um, that was Lucky Devil Lounge. Okay. Yeah. I I worked there sometimes. Okay. I was there about a week and a half ago, but um, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be there. Right now, I'm mostly just at Mary's Club. Mary's Club downtown. I got the a OG story about Portland. Mary's Club. Maybe everybody does, but I mean so. that's literally what everybody says when they when oh, I bring up Mary's, Mary's club. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about Mary's. Oh, funny. Mine is uh, lame-ish, but it was pre ever going to a strip club. Me and my wife at the time made a trip down here. Uh, Mary's is attached to like a. Uh, it's not Mexican, but like a Latin t- tunnels. <laughs> Oh, no, is that right? I, okay. Well, I don't <laughs> know. It's really Tell scary. The basement. <laughs> yeah, um, a re- Mexican restaurant. Now it's called Santeria, but I think it was a different Mexican restaurant back in the day. I'm not sure how long ago you went. Santeria when I was there. I remember yeah. that. And it was great food, and we were all excited about it. But it shares a bathroom, or it shared a bathroom at the time with Mary's. Mm-hmm. And so it was a bit of a... Sh- like, so there was all these signs on the door to go to the bathroom. They were like 21 and plus only, and we were like, kind of like confused. We were like... You, you can't use right. the bathroom if you're under 21. Weird. Right. And so like, I walked in, looked over, and I was like, children, oh, but they can't shit. Go pee. I see mm-hmm. <laughs> why this is 21 and over. And then I came back out, and I go, hey, go to the bathroom. And she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Out. And I was like, eh, go to the bathroom. <laughs> she's like, what? So she went and saw it, and she's like, that's so funny. But this that's was honestly, we were not, we weren't at the point where we felt comfortable doing that. Right. We eventually got to the point where we were, and we would go to like Vegas strip clubs, but at oh, that point we weren't that's much different than mary's club it is very different than mary's club um, so tell I us about mary's from, club. from a dancer's perspective though yeah it is the one of the most one of the highlights of my day when people come in to go to the bathroom and have no idea what's gonna happen to them <laughs> and you're like hey no like absolutely tits out pussy out just like <laughs> some unassuming 15 year old trying to like trying to just go you know maybe he's on an awkward date and he's already feeling uncomfortable and he's like let's go to sandria he's literally going to the bathroom to get rid of his boner right right he's got yeah (laughs) then he's like dude seriously Um, really has uh i'm sure gotten rid of a lot of boners (laughs) slash i don't know about what happened we don't have a lock on that door for a reason anyways (laughs) (laughs) i see i see good to know well i'm not but anyways um it's not supposed to talk about that it's really funny no i didn't talk about anything Mm -hmm. you want honestly um but it is really funny like being on stage and then seeing them their face just be like oh my god and i've always been like i've always been like you know for it's i mean i don't know i don't think it's legal but maybe it is with like the zoning and yeah everything. good point um but yeah like if the restaurant can fully have children in it 
Right. And, and that's, I mean, the restaurant legally has to maybe have a place to go to the bathroom. Oh, so, good point. Yeah. And clean um, up. But it is super fu- It is really funny to like watch people like they'll stop and then they panic and then they get really confused because <laughs> actually they'll like go to the wrong spot. They'll start like jerking around. They'll be like, oh, my God, where's the bathroom? And then I'll be like. Dive Under in. the Pabst Blue Ribbon sign, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and like, great. they're just like, holy shit, go in. And then they're like, I know they're in. They're just being like, oh my God. God I have oh to go God. back out. <laughs> now I have to leave. And I don't want to act like I'm not looking at her, uh-huh. but I also don't want to look at her. And then I, I don't want to get in trouble either. So fuck, funny. fuck, fuck. Maybe I should just never leave. So no, because then I'm gonna, it's going to seem like I'm in there for too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, well, this was, a, you're kind of describing what I was probably feeling at the time. Uh, <laughs> I try to put myself in yeah, that position. Yeah, you're very empathetic. <laughs> you're an empath. I like yeah. it. So, yeah, you work at Mary's primarily. Um, actually, before we get too deep into this, go ahead and check out Pris on Instagram and see a lot of art and then also a lot of, um, you know, some stuff from the club at Miss underscore Pris P R Y S, and from there you can head on over to Prismatic, uh, another another Instagram page she has at P R Y S underscore M A T I C, uh, because you do some photography and some other fun mm-hmm. art projects, right? So my photography, my well, I my my main Instagram Miss underscore Pris P R Y S, um, is mostly my photography and art page now okay but i do feature a lot of like most of my subjects are strippers Strippers. sex workers um i like to capture them in a really ethereal and magical whimsical way like how i see them Mm. how other people see them but actually putting it like into reality like that like making it real okay um so all the thing all the photos that are you've taken that i if like if i'm looking at that yeah. page oh okay wow um, i, I would that. say 95 percent of them are sex workers strippers in the industry somehow got it um wow. and then my other praise page prismatic is i i mostly just made another page to uh be more like this is me and my weird shit and my unprofessional like cell phone photos that I think are interesting. Ah, and like you. if I'm if I'm performing at a show or I'll sometimes post my like stripper schedule there and stuff. Sure. But gotcha. Um, so yeah, both. social All media, both. social media freaks me out sometimes because I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I don't identify with any of this. Funny. What am I going to do? And Funny. so anyways. Yeah. But you yeah. know, what? if you want to check in, see what's up. Yeah, follow both. It's only yeah. two follows. It's no big deal. And you'll see some fun stuff. I uh, And in your line of work and what you're posting, you got to have backup pages, I hear. It's very uh, common to get it <laughs> shut down by that Instagram. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy and a lot of anger and a lot yeah. of feelings in general for people who have been... Um, Shut down. So I, I guess maybe having two pages is safe. I don't necessarily have a, you know, designated backup, backup account right. right now. Right. But it really, it really scares me. I have friends that are making as as models, as yeah. dancers, making their like their, their livelihood. Yeah. Getting they have Patreons, they have whatever they're doing. Their livelihood is because of this Instagram uh, platform yeah. that we have, and 
I've seen them get like having hundreds of thousands of followers and get just completely removed from the internet. Oh my God. And then it's just like, okay, so how am I going to pay rent? So how am I do this? You know, yeah. like it's, it's like they give us this opportunity to be self-made, to like do it ourselves, to be really be like amazing and rogue and shine on this, in this, like in this industry where a lot of people feel like, you know, there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings surrounding sure. this world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yet, most of most of the negative feelings I think come from people who have not met. Right. Have not. But what if we were men? Yeah, I f- always no. feel like I always feel like I always <laughs> feel like if it, if it was reversed and if it was like the, they were doing like male sexy photo sets and whatever. No one's going to get their account like yanked. Nope. You know, so I'm um, I see that. I see these really empowered, beautiful, incredible businesswomen right. making fucking cool shit and then just being like oh sorry none of your art matters because it makes me feel weird feelings in my pants and i can't handle it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's basically it uh the, you can't even um create an advertisement so like posting whatever but like i do a lot of advertising on facebook and instagram and you can't create an ad if there's too much skin showing to oh, there yeah. on in the photo and then what's funny is uh, or it's sexually suggestive or whatever. So my, the artwork that's the cover photo for the uh, the podcast, which I think is really cool. Royce, he's also from um, uh, Portland. Royce Sutherland, check him out. Uh, he created it. It's so cool. And it's just, so it's a caricature. It's cartoon. And they wouldn't let me make an ad. And I was like, oh, hey, this is just a cartoon. It's not a real person. Maybe your algorithm missed the, you know, thought it. And they're like, no, 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 even that's not okay. You can't yeah. an ad for for something that's su- suggesting sex. And I was like, I, it's a cartoon. It's not suggesting sex. You're so well, weird. Like even Dave, right. Dave's an artist and uh-huh. Dave was like posting this, like a, like um, really like decrepit looking, like just s- weird kind of sketchy looking like um, painting yeah. of like a woman. And there's one little like kind of like triangular boob and like oh, weird yeah. nipple sticking out and they're like i'm sorry you can't promote this oh my god and it was like there was so many like it just it, it wasn't about the sexuality whatsoever it was just like there was a little like it just happened to be i'm sorry visible. that tits give life and everyone has had their <laughs> face on a titty and um they actually make you live and i'm sorry but you can watch people getting murdered you can watch school shootings you can watch all this shit on the fucking internet but oh you see something that's like beautiful and perfect and like totally natural and oh i'm get rid sorry of it. Get rid we of can't it. have that fuck that shit get rid of it. plus you know there's zero sex on the internet so oh, yeah <laughs> i mean nobody does that right right so you where are you from where'd you where'd you where'd you where you done been born and raised um well i've i've been done born and raised <laughs> right here well i was actually born right here in portland oregon really okay um like at Emanuel Hospital. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, by Lloyd Center. What room number? Uh, okay. Oh, so. 666. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and then and then have you ever, so you've never left? Why, yeah. Why should you? I've only, well, I've right. never left a, a point seven mile radius of that hospital since i was born <laughs> is that right oh wow that's fun and then so the family so family no, so i um yeah, so i i i guess i grew up here um i mean in oregon until i was mm-hmm. 18 okay 
And then I moved to LA because I was like, fuck you, rain, fuck you, snow, fuck all this shit. Fuck everyone who wants to go do winter sports. And even, (laughs) even, I even went, I was like, okay, fine, I'll join the cross country ski team, like everybody else. And then I end up like, it was already like, I did not want to do that. And then I was already, and then, and then every single time I get in last place anyways. So it was just like a fucking double slap in the face. You're like, I didn't (laughs) want to do this. And I lost. (laughs) I'm going to move to LA and go to fashion school. Ah, okay. Which I did. And I graduated. Okay. Um, and I was 18. So I moved, I ended up moving back to Portland because I was just like, this world is so big and confusing. And I just wasn't ready to like commit to that world yet. Okay. Um, when I came here, I designed some fashion lines. I got a few like little jobs here and there, but then um, realized that it was just like not happening up here in Portland okay. the way that I needed it to be happening for me. Yeah. It's like to make a living basically. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and like all the shit I wanted to make was like, out of control okay i'm like i realize now i just need to like like too wild for oh Portland, yeah like or? like couture like costuming uh, type stuff so it. then when i got i basically like realized that stripping was an option for me yeah i had i met a friend that was doing it who actually was at mary's who actually is the reason that i got into mary's in the first place and i'm really happy that i started there because it's so different from any other club sure so it like it wasn't like a big adjustment okay um but yeah coming in uh, I was, I basically, so my first, <laughs> so yeah, You're my, good. my first day of stripping, I like called that shitty, like retail job that I had and quit that day. I didn't oh, even yeah. get a paycheck. I was just like, I'm done. I made $350 in one shift. <laughs> Yo, the fuck. <laughs> like, right. like that's how much they would give me in a whole paycheck. So, yeah. yeah. um, I quit that job. And then immediately went and auditioned at Devil's Point. Okay. Like within a few days of working at Mary's. And um, so you got in with Mary's with a friend, recommended that mm-hmm. you, and they were like, all right, come audition. Or are they just like, oh, eh, yeah, she told me when to come audition or, at Mary's. Okay, okay. And I went and auditioned. I got the job. It was, it was so, my, my very first song um, that I ever oh, danced yeah, to I on love stage. That. I want to know. Was extraterrestrial by Katy Perry. Oh, okay. You're so, so supersonic. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, okay, good. I think that's really fitting now. I just realized how everything comes full circle. It's super funny. That is. <laughs> um, that's a and fun. Then, okay. So I, I got the, I got the job. I borrowed some stripper clothes to get the job in general. Did um, you wear heels or did you wear like? I wore Vans. So, <laughs> I wore heels, but okay. that was back, like. I thought I was good at wearing heels back then. Right. But like dancing in heels is a completely different story. That's what I hear. Yeah. And I, after one shift of like wearing like regular everyday girl heels and patent leather or whatever, they're fucking destroyed. Yeah. Dumpster style. Like, go. Yeah. Bye. That's why you have to wear, that's why you have to get like legit stripper heels for the most part. Pleasers. Because they have to They're super durable. Pleasers are very, very. I mean, that platform look, that everything, like, it's sexy, but sure. it's actually very, like, necessary, necessary for the sport. How about that? <laughs> How the sport of Athletic it? I love care. it. Okay. Yeah, they should sell it at, like, Big Five Sporting Goods mm-hmm. or something. I mean, I feel like that's part of the, that's, that's part of the people not wanting stripping to be, like, a real thing. Yeah. Is, like, that they don't have them there. Yep. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. This, it's if they, like, go in some patriarchy. niche store and go on the internet or do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. 
there's all sorts of oh man there's so much of that <laughs> we'll talk, probably talk more about it so then you auditioned at uh you said lucky devil next devil's point Devil's Point. but next. because Sorry. devil's yeah, point's yeah. like the sister club to lucky devil okay. um i ended up getting shifts over at lucky as well gotcha gotcha and uh so how long how long ago was this ish eight years ago eight years ago okay yeah well katie perry's et came out eight years ago okay good to know oh my god i know probably so even old. longer than that uh man so you've been and then that's your that's your job that's been your job yeah, for eight years so um but how i tied fashion back into that so oh yeah that's when cool. i um so i started so then i started working at kit kat club okay which I haven't been there for years, but when they first opened, that was the place that I was just like, this is it. This is amazing because that club was the first strip club I've ever known about that has like regular strip clubs, lap dance rooms, full nudity, all full liquor bar, all Mm -hmm. the things. But then like a feature performance every hour. I don't know how often they do it now or whatever, but it's like a burlesque like feature thing. Oh, okay, fun. Like and it. then so that's that's y'all that are doing that or is that i haven't worked at, they bring someone they would no 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 in. they bring like they you have to audition in like even if you're like you know the slower nights i guess it's like chances for girls to like try out doing whatever sure. i mean it can be it back in the day it could be as minimal as like wearing just like a costume and stripping sure. like regular and just like wearing a jancy so- to a song that kind of like is fitting for the theme or whatever sure um, I wear my sunglasses gotcha. at night and just wear a fucking sunglasses or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> like, but now that they've been open for like six years so now or something like that, they, club. um, the, the feature sets are like actually like people, it's evolved into some really beautiful shit that's been happening. That's cool. So, um, but they even do a little then, bit of that in Vancouver or like, like a couple of the Canadian clubs I've been to. They mm-hmm. have a little bit more. The- I've performed in Bellingham. Oh, Bellingham. Yeah. So I okay. actually like, I've always wanted to do like, tomorrow. right. I've actually wanted to do at that point. I had been wanting to do like more like performance, like costumed, like planned out sure. feature performance type sets, like burlesque and things like that. So Kit Kat club really did give me that um, platform. That's cool. To like expand in that way. And then as I started doing that, I would be making my own costumes all the time. And then I started getting commissioned to make other people's costumes. Uh. So I was doing costuming for a while um, in burlesque. Just making it out of your house or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually know for actually for a minute I did have a um, like a actual sewing Space studio and stuff. Okay. But now. um yeah. Okay. So then, then I was able to travel and do burlesque. Like I did tours and I oh, did everything wow, like fun. that. And I, I traveled around and uh, had a had a van at one point. And my big big fat that is fucking a kitty. Big fat. He's cat. a panther. He's almost classified. He's almost a zoo grade zoo grade mammal right there. That is <laughs> so big. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll uh, get a photo for for the. Uh, yeah. Uh, Instagram. You, you do like a guess, guess my pitching. weight type thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. 24 pounds. <laughs> I don't know right oh, okay. now. Right. Probably. <laughs> Something like that. Um, um, so then you were traveling and you were like uh, touring in a van. So, kind of thing, yeah, or? yeah. So I'd go on tour with my ex at the time who was a comedian. We had this little show together okay. and whatever. And we'd go up and down and we'd do this like burlesque, like vaudeville type thing. And it was really fun. I met a lot of people that way and connected with a lot of people. Um, around the country so that's actually really helped me as a photographer okay one day i just had this um i had this burlesque my burlesque partner um and she like i mean 
everyone, I know a lot of people in Portland have had horrible experiences with photographers. Okay. If you're a sex worker, if you're a dancer. Yeah. I, and okay. um, she was just like, I need some good photos of myself. And I had a kind of okay camera at the time. And I ended up taking photos of her. And I got these like really awesome pictures that everyone was like, ah, there's that. So amazing. like yeah. since that day, I've been just like, I'm a, I've been just taking pictures of people. Like oh, I just love capturing my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I have this right this there. is beautiful. So the there big oh, there it is. You got to go to the Patreon because we have a very long, very fat cat on video now. <laughs> nice hairy black. Oh yeah. Meow. All right. Uh, so that's well, that's great because I can't imagine, but um, I could guess that yeah, if there's especially male photographers trying to work their way in and see well, and do things that they're not supposed to do and not be professional, that'd be a real pain in the ass. So, As um, dancers, we're all self-employed, independent yeah. contractors, so it's not like we have this giant budget to get. Um, photos done of ourselves you know and it's actually kind of necessary for expanding as a dancer and like promoting yourself and whatnot like you we have to do a lot of that work on our own we don't have agents we don't have managers we are not working for a company um so a lot of dancers have gone with photographers who like like oh i'll shoot you for free it seems okay in the beginning end up having these like really traumatic experiences and i um have had a couple myself and it's like to be vulnerable in a room like that and then and then also have the photographer basically have all these photos of you where you're like what are you actually doing with them now um so something like I thought about lit that up much, inside yeah. of me that day when I took some photos of my friend and I'm like, these are good. I really like these. I've always had like an eye. I've always like drawing women and I like making clothes and I like the right. whole, the whole thing. So I think that taking photos kind of came a little bit more naturally because I'm like, okay, this angle, this thing, da, 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 da. Yep, totally. um, the color and all this stuff. And um, so, so I feel like that's kind of like, that's kind of where I like catapult. I'm like, oh my God, I can make a difference here. I could offer these photo shoots for women, for anybody that wants sure. a safe place to, yeah. you know, create, be free, do whatever they want, like completely uninhibited. Like right. I'm here to make sure that your photos only go to you. Yeah. I'm here to t- give you a safe place to do whatever you want in front of the camera. Totally. And uh, I don't know. That's that's great. That's like kind of I, I just really want to offer that because I I. I that means a lot to me to have like a safe place and someone I can trust. So, so if you're in Portland or you're traveling to Portland or you're a stripper that listens, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great, uh, because we, I always compare it to stand up and it's similar mm-hmm. in that we have a, you know, and until you get to a certain level, we don't have agents, we don't have managers, we don't have any of that. And so we are doing all that work ourselves as well. And trying to and just guessing, like, I hope this person does a good job, you know. But right. we rarely have to deal with any sort of trauma or anything like that as a result. Right, because uh, so you're usually have your clothes it, on. I mean, maybe not do. sometimes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, that those some of those. Uh, my buddy had um, someone insisted his manager insisted that he make his album cover him in his underwear, and he was like, "I I just don't want to." And the guy's like, "Well, that's what you're gonna do." And he's like. No, I don't want, I don't, I'd prefer not. And then 
back forth, back and forth. And they ended up just like pulling, he ended up just pulling some picture from the internet and putting it he's like, like as a fuck you, like fine. And it wasn't even him. The manager, who well, that was too, but his manager oh. was like, fine, we'll make this shitty photo instead since you won't do the cool thing that I want to do. And the, which would kill me. Like I, I need to have control over all those like, little Oh yeah. I mean, to everything that I put out. But, uh, this guy was like, whatever, it was worth fucking not having the argument anymore. And I was like, wow, I would hate that. Now, that is not even close to what you folks said. I can't imagine if I had to deal with like being nervous or scared or anxious or worried about having uh, some sort of sexual in- intentions of the person photo- uh, photographing me. Right. I mean, when I really step back and think about it, I'm like, okay, so you are taking the you you haven't been shooting for very long or mm-hmm. even maybe you have maybe you sure. have this great portfolio you know like who knows like i feel like a lot of people like didn't talk about it until recently and a lot of this like call out culture and everything has yeah. definitely hurt a lot of people but at the same time i think a lot some of it can be completely legitimate and uh for sure. it it really has brought light to like like the thing is like something will happen and then you don't want to talk about it because you feel like they're a pop uh, like a photographer that's well known whatever so you're gonna be like put out and you're gonna be like looked down upon if you say like they actually like made me really uncomfortable and like said some really creepy shit like if you say that you feel like everyone's just gonna be like yeah so until recently like that was kind of like i when i started dancing eight years ago no one said the things about um, the photographer that I worked with that kind of really did disturb me. Um, no and one now, did. And now it has been shared. And by now I'm like, oh are... my God, I had that same experience. Wild. But, um, yeah, well, that's that w- a big part of like the stuff that's happening in terms of <laughs> the Me Too movement and, um, like, can't, for lack of a better word, canceling and cancel culture of uh. is like, People, I hear a lot of people in comedy and and in other whatever avenues, like being like, oh, you can't do blank anymore. And I'm always like, you were never supposed to be doing that. <laughs> like, right. it's a lot um, of stuff that you weren't supposed to be doing sorry. in the first place. <laughs> now you're not allowed to do it. God, but... For real. Yeah. <laughs> like, now now I'm sorry, but um, you can't just like, you can't just get away with it anymore. Can't even spank a woman on her oh, ass anymore. No, no, you, no, can... no, you weren't supposed to be doing that <laughs> when they walk by. Um, <laughs> totally, totally. So there's that. and that, But then there's also the people that are getting a little bit too excited about it and like looking for things. I, I know perfectly innocent yeah. photographers, perfect, like perfectly innocent designers, artists, people who have right. been called out because one thing maybe made people feel like, oh, it, it, it totally means this. It means this thing. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they didn't might, even know. Might. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that it's a good thing, but I think the pendulum swings. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic right now. Yeah. Like the weeds are being pulled. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's going to swing back. Maybe, I don't know what the other side of it's going to look like, but yeah, hopefully it nervous. evens out. Right. And we're right. like, okay, now we're going to actually call out rapists and horrible people. Right. And maybe people that like, just kind of like slide up once in a while, but they, they don't mean bad at all. And yeah. they will totally correct their behavior. Yeah. Maybe they... um. Get a little bit of a pass. Yeah, aren't yeah. fucking canceled because right. like, you know, right. like I, I just know personally some artists that, yeah. you know, like I'm like, 
you I know you're such a good person. Ah, right. I yeah. don't want you to be clumped together with these rapists. Totally. Because fuck totally. rapists, but totally. also, you know, so. Well, we yeah, and then people, that's one of the things that happens a lot with um, those discussions is that the the word rapist gets labeled for the whole, right. all, the whole pyramid of, of sexual misconduct, oh, yeah. which... Yeah, the bottom of that pyramid is annoying too and shitty. It's shitty too. Like sending an unsolicited dick pic is shitty and annoying. It does not belong in the same category as rapists, though, right? So you have to do a good job. And what happens is, I think, maybe, who knows? It what doesn't do I know? at all. Like, someone um, can send, like, I can right. see someone just being like, ooh, just sending a dick pic. Right. But, like, not having, like, not being, having the ability to rape somebody. Right. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. So, uh, but that, that, that word often gets used for all of that mm-hmm. just because it's like, whatever, it's sort of an easy way. And then what happens is you lose a lot of people that would totally be on your side. But they're like, I can't be on board with that. I've seen you know that I mean? too, so, where I'm like, oh my god, like, I would be totally like you supporting did. You. Maybe yeah. you sent a drunk dick pic. You yeah. are stupid for doing that. Yet, like now, you're getting extremely alienated because, like, yeah. all these people are like calling you out for this one dick pic or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, the alienation might be giving you like a lesson that you needed to learn or whatever. Sure. But then at the same time, like, um, I, yeah. I really like am always, I'm more like. I think that love always wins. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I follow a lot of people who are like ex- extreme activists, but activists sure. in love and where they will like actually be explained to the, not be like, fuck you, you're canceled. Yeah. Be like, Hey, and explain to the person and like, actually be like, Hey, I still love you. Thank you for being a human. It's hu- being a right. human is fucking complicated. Yeah, totally. Also, don't send unsolicited dick pics, idiots. Don't send them. <laughs> and actually, one time I did solicit them. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was kind of like on one. Yeah. I've, I was on one, though, sure. and I like posted on my Instagram. I was like, I'm accepting dick pics oh, right now. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because I just wanted, like, you know, I don't know. Did you it, put a timestamp and frame on it, though? That's important. Because if anybody sees that post well, now. <laughs> no, but it was, it was in a story. Okay, okay. Um, oh, okay, there you go. You had 24 hours. And it was fun. And you could delete it. I was like, hey, everyone that's been chomping at the bit to get their dick in my face. Hilarious. Go, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Um, I'm currently not accepting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Or yeah. am I? Yeah, well, follow her on Instagram and keep an eye on the stories. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. I don't know. Dick pics are the most hilarious, like, primitive, like, hilarious. Like, I honestly think it's... I'm not saying... Do not send don't them. Don't send them. But I'm saying that it's, it's kind of fucking... I mean, it makes you look really stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. but I'm saying when they do, like, when you do open a dick pic, you're just like, oh my god! It's a penis. Wow. So like weird. there's nothing like like what else like there's nothing else there. I'm like, okay, it looks like a fucking root vegetable. Like <laughs> like I can go look, look at a potato in my kitchen if I want to. Like this right. does nothing for me. Do like, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Like, I hear you. That's what I hear over and over and over again every time I send them. Just kidding. Um so awesome. So you're like I can go dig out in my garden for that. So you, you dance, uh, you've danced for eight years and you, uh, multiple different clubs. You got a bunch of other artistic things going on, which is awesome. Let's talk about like, I mean, I don't know, for lack of a better word, why you chose to start to be a stripper. You, you knew somebody and they helped you get in money 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 there money, it is. money. Yeah. honestly i didn't choose to be a stripper stripping chose me okay <laughs> <laughs> i like it um i i i was always dancing naked okay it, but then i realized that i could actually get paid for it yeah 
Um, I don't want to like, okay. So I feel like, I feel like this, all the stars were aligned. I may not have started becoming a dancer, nor would I have become a successful or like happy dancer at all. If I didn't live in Portland, Oregon at the time. Gotcha. It was like Portland really like makes it, it makes a very safe and accessible environment to yeah. dance. Yeah. That's not how it is everywhere in the world at all. Totally. Um, I'm really fortunate. I got really lucky. Um, like stripping and sex work in general in the world right now is mm-hmm. not as glamorous as it is in Portland, Oregon. Right. right. Portland is saturated with strip clubs, saturated with strippers. I mean, your banker could be a stripper and it wouldn't totally. be a big deal. Um, other cities, other countries, that's not the case. Absolutely not. Um, Seattle even, which yeah, is a I mean, very similar city People come down from Vancouver, Washington to come like yeah. to Portland just to see strip clubs because they, they're not the same even in Washington. Nope. Totally. Um, so, I've been saying totally a lot. Maybe it's totally. because I've had a few shots. Totally. Totally. But anyway, Allie. I'm agreeing with all the things you're saying. That's why. Um, I just found that like, it would be like I lived in LA before I moved back to Portland and I would always like go out dancing and just be like, this is my life. This is so good. I love dancing. I love people looking at me. I love going to dance clubs. I just, I'm 18. Oh my God. Right. So, um, I, I, uh, when I moved to Portland, I was just like, that seemed like the most fun that I could like, like not only did that money, right. I was like, Oh my God. And I know that a lot of people, I know a lot of dancers in Portland that are were under the same, you know, and that's why I actually get along with a lot of them because a lot of them in the beginning were like just like people that not necessarily like I need money, but sure. they were like I want to perform. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to dance on stage to music. I want to dance to. You. I want to be able to drink at work. I want to like basically go out at night and get paid for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so has it materialized that way? Is that what it's like? Um, I will say that I feel yeah. like it has stunted me in certain departments okay. because of the fact that it's like, oh, I'm not going to go and tr- like it, I haven't like wa- I haven't like went out to try new things to try new endeavors to try to make money this way or that way because it's like been a very comfortable living it's hard to leave it yeah but it's been like very much the same for eight years it's not like i've expanded i mean maybe a little bit here and there um but for the most part i really um have it's not like i can get a promotion right that is interesting i haven't thought about that your use is the same same level all the time, except for maybe you get better. You maybe a little right. more of a hustle. Maybe you get more of a following. Maybe you get right, more right, regular. Right, of course. And I'm I'm working right now. But not like, yeah, not uh, you're not gonna. Get I'm not to like be oh, I'm not like the manager of the stage. No, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I've I've actually done that. Like where I've like done burlesque and I've headlined and things like that. But yeah. you know, I um, I know that at one time dancing in the club there's only so many people you can entertain and it's the amount of people that can fit in the club yeah um so i've been cooking up some ideas about how to expand and i've been thinking about it for about like the last six months about like how i can take this everything i know all the people i know all the resources i have and try to like expand it without getting canceled without getting well i think <laughs> cancel is the wrong word because i feel like canceled is like what we do to them, no, but, much, yeah. but um i feel like the word i'm looking for is like banned 
gotcha. without getting like taken down. Gotcha. Um, right. Because so many people that try to do more on the internet and reach more people as a sex worker, as a performer, um, do get yes. taken down. Yeah. And yeah, all their yeah. livelihood, all their work is just gone. Right. So I've been working on that. I definitely am still at the club, but not as much as I used to be. I used to work like five to six days a week and sometimes wow. double shifts. And now I work. Body. Yeah, and I work twice a week, oh, and nice. just once a week. And that still gets it done for you. Um, yeah, I actually make money through photography as well. Gotcha. But right. you know, I with my photography, I do. Um, if I am working with a dancer or a mm-hmm. sex worker, I do sliding scale. Gotcha. I want it to be really accessible. That's I want great. people to have safe, awesome photos of themselves that um, are accessible. So totally. You, oh Jesus, I said totally again. Totes. <laughs> totally. Uh, so you, um, so you work in the club for eight years. You've seen a lot. You've heard a lot. You've run into a lot. Uh, we like to focus on the positive on the podcast, and also we're always we're all kind of curious about some of the crazy things that you've witnessed or creepy things you've witnessed. Or uh, <laughs> she has notes. That's so, she's the first person to take notes. You're so sweet. Uh, so she's like, oh, I got a few. Uh, yeah, because we're just curious, like what. What kind of dumb stuff do people do when they come to a strip club? Oh, dumb and, stuff. Well, you know, cr- I mean, it's dumb to be a creep at a strip club, but uh, uh, or just crazy, just kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Could even be crazy, like fun. But yeah, go just you just you talk you talk <laughs> for a little bit about some shit you've seen or maybe experienced yourself. Um, I would say that the the craziest thing yeah is when. Uh, Oh my god, my cat is just living for this oh right gosh. now. Yeah, He's such a little performer. Hi, little baby. Very funny. I love it. Um, I think what I think like it's honestly like blows my mind when people are like, because most of the time people come and like, oh, I have like f- like all this money to spend. I'm so uh-huh. rich. Like, let me give you all my money. Duh, 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 duh. And like, obviously, like most of the time you don't see any of it. And the people that actually have money are the ones that don't say about talk uh, about it. Of course. But like, yeah. it's always really crazy when someone's like, oh, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. And then they actually do. Oh, and that happens. And you're like, like every once in a while. Oof. And you're just like, so then you have the to unicorns. entertain. You have to entertain the ones that look like. The, and you know what? The people that have the most money and yeah. the people that actually are like the best of strip club patrons. Most of the time in my in my like experience look like they're homeless. Funny. Like it's like that LA like director vibe where they're like they're sh- they're $300 t-shirts like torn and their hair's all fucked <laughs> up and like you know and they're just like wearing these dirty vans or whatever and um and then, they then you're just the like oh the they're money. just like here you know anyways so like yeah, it's nothing anyway, yeah I, I actually huh. I have to in my personal experience I try to be as nice as possible to everybody even if they're a fucking dick in the beginning because okay. you're like um why like you don't quite even know who they're going to be or who they are. And I love yeah. that. And yeah. it actually inspires me to be more like that. I'm like, when I'm a millionaire, yeah, I'm going to walk around like a fucking troll Hilarious. and be like, here's a thousand dollars for you. Here's a thousand dollars for you. There you go. Like in Dumb and Dumber. You know, I'm <laughs> right. talking about they're going totally. upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And they have that big suitcase. Here you go. 
here you go. <laughs> oh man, I gotta rewatch that movie. So um, good. We get um, some. Yeah. We get, like at Mary's Club especially. We get a lot of celebrities. Interesting. Yeah, because they they heard about it. They got it. I get. It's like one, I mean, it's like when going people to Niagara are mostly Falls like staying to downtown, <laughs> yeah. Portland. Like that's the club you walk to and go to. Um, we've got, <laughs> we've got, like. I know that Steve Buscemi came in oh, the other yeah. day. There's somebody who looks like he's homeless, probably. He's someone who looks like he's homeless. He's someone who looks <laughs> yeah, like, like someone you've never seen in this planet he's before. He's not even trying. He's, he's a great actor, though. I love that guy. Was he nice? God. Was he um, he, was he was so nice, okay. and he ended up having very special requests that no one would ever assume that he um, had interest in. I, I mean, actually, you'd probably them, assume he was really into weird shit, but... Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want a girl with teeth that look like mine. <laughs> He's a foot right. guy. Ah, she said it. <laughs> Fun. And, and like, so that's been a very common, um, when I ask women, like, what they get asked to do, uh, that's a common one. And, there, and it's hard. To, I, again, all these questions are with the caveat of, like, uh, no kink shame in here. And whatever right. you like, you like. And also, you know, people are going to ask unique things. You know, not... Uh, you know, atypical. So atypical is maybe a better word than like weird. Cause it's not weird. It's all fine. But so, uh, but it sounds like that one's pretty typical foot, foot stuff seems pretty typical. Uh, my, my favorite asked. is when, um, this businessman, he was, it, I mean, in this, this might seem kind of typical, but he was, he, he, we were in the lap dance room. He was totally a normal guy. Just completely normal. He was like, can you get behind me? And pretend like you're fucking me in the ass. And I want to feel like your thumb push against my sternum. My, the, the sacrum. Like the backbone. Uh, yeah, like his yeah, tailbone. Yeah. tailbone. He's like, sure. I want to hear it. And it was, it was just the weirdest thing. He was like, I was like, fucking A, I will. Yeah, sure, I, will, like, yeah. I will like be fully clothed and like grab you and fucking pretend like I'm fucking. Like, and he was just like, <laughs> he just like was, it was just like the, he wanted to play pretend with our clothes on and like pretend like he was getting fucked in the ass by me. And it was really great because oh, um, he paid me more than I would normally get paid for private dances, but right. I just wanted like this like fantasy experience where I'm like, you know, you can like go places to actually get fucked in the ass by right? some dom That's or true. something. That's true. I'm not like so much of a dom, but if people need me to be like for for money, three sure. minutes, I will be. And uh, I get a lot of people. I mean, I've had a lot of people like um, I just multiple times like have been asked to like literally slap them in the face as yeah. hard as I can. Yeah. And that is a real release for me. Sure. And I just love doing that. I love that I can do that and that it's good for them. You're and that good it, for them. Like I yes. just have, when I get told that I have this feeling inside of me where I'm just like, and I just, it, I'm not shy. Like I, I have this, this, my hand just wants to fucking slap them. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for uh, asking me. Um, and then they pay you. Oh yeah. God, luxury, right? It's just, it's very yeah. nice to get paid for that. It's, it's nice to get paid to step on ball sacks. Yeah. It's nice to get paid to slap someone in the face. Although the clubs I work at are, um, one way contact. So I can only contact their bodies in yes. like semi non-sexual ways. Like I can't like grab, I can't, they have to keep their clothes on. So clothes I can't like on. grab yeah. anything. Right. Um, and they can't touch me right. at the clubs I work at. Right. I worked in Vegas where they can touch me. Touch. Um, but n only like in select areas, right? Like the sides of my body and stuff. So, right. um, 
I know there's a lot of clubs that have full two-way contact and everything. And that's totally mm-hmm. awesome. I just, that's just not the clubs I work at right now. So. Right. Yeah, there's a wide range there. And so that's uh, an advice for anybody, usually guys. Well, some women like to be real touchy too. Um, women they think love they can get away to be it. touchy. And they're like, oh my God, they're with some guy. Like, I'm a woman, and they're so like, can, right? they're like, watch me touch this stripper. She's <laughs> just a stripper. I can touch her, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're not even a human. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's just putting on a show for her guy or yeah, whatever. Totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, I've seen some women recently. I saw some women who were like, they were like dancing on the floor and like starting to kind of like not I mean, take their clothes off, but like pull them up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, I'm I can't not tell saying if that fun, that would be but me, but I think that would be me if I wasn't a stripper. <laughs> so good thing I am Fair enough. because I'd get so excited and be like, oh, I want to take my boobies out too. That's so funny. I try to have some like empathy for the women that are sitting at the rack and feeling all drunk and like trying to take their boobs out i'm like hey maybe don't do that except i get it i I know why you want to that's funny i would want to as well (laughs) that's great (laughs) uh and your first song was Katy perry but is that like i mean what do you have like go-to stuff do you have things that you're like all right i i if i had my way i would dance to this i love dancing to sexy dirty things like Uh iggy pop Okay. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> and um I don't know, like eighties power woman music, Pat Benatar, oh, Bonnie Tyler. Sure. Um Stevie Nicks. Oh, oh Fleetwood Mac sometimes. Yeah. But um oh, a lot of that fun. stuff that like heart love dancing. I think heart These has been unique answers. I love it. Heart has kind of been my all time favorite um band to dance to i think they're the music is like my mom loves them <laughs> of course your mom loves them. well you know what everyone's dad loves them too <laughs> that's, true. that's true that's true that's like that's, that's kind of part of it especially at mary's i think we have a more like um mature crowd okay so i think it's really it really works for me to dance to bands like that um yeah. like powerful awesome danceable rock and roll but like um that they can really relate to that they have like a lot of nostalgic memories too but also like so good like like some of my favorite music in the world as well so yeah and when it's loud and it's booming it's like Mm. it it can really hit hard uh Uh, so you really enjoy you enjoy your job a lot you like love dancing you love dancing you love making money from the things you're doing yes Um, i i i I do get exhausted often i oftentimes when i try to take on two clubs Mm -hmm. i have to go back to just dancing at one club twice a week um i'm definitely i don't have like the adrenaline and and uh, stamina that i used to and i think that's just because i've been doing it for so long um and I'm really like, I feel like part of me is doing something else already. I really want to expand as an artist and do like photography and mm-hmm. and video and all this stuff. But I feel this job has helped me like expand in those ways at all. Like yeah. I've been able to afford equipment. I've been able to make connections with all these people that are so down to work with me totally. and have the time yep. and have the resources. I've been able to travel all over the world. That's great. Um, all this stuff that people with like a nine to five that can't just be like, um, I can't work next week. Sorry. Then the club's like, that's fine. We'll put someone else on. Right. Like, I've been able to have that luxury and that experience where I sometimes get bent out of shape where I'm like, I need to be doing more with my life. But I'm like, Oh my Wait god, who am I even who am I even comparing stuff? myself to? Right. Yeah, I've done like some really cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh 
and yeah, I mean that the the, the flexibility you have um, sounds very very nice, and then. You make, you know, you make good money and it's interesting. I mean, money is a hard thing to talk about because it can get so tacky. But like that was interesting that you were like, yeah, like I'm going to give you X amount of dollars for right. this one thing. And then but they like just most do of the time, it. Most of the time they don't. Yeah. So, but like sometimes you have to linger around because you're like, maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah. Do you have like go to, um, so in the club, um, are you like, you know what? I make most of my money because I'm really clever and fun on the floor, walking around, talking to people or like I do amazing stage work. And so then I get off and guys are just like falling all over me or like, do you, is it just a whole pack? Are you just good at all? <laughs> no, I feel like I am not the biggest stage performer. Okay. Like some other dancers in Portland are really, really good at pole right, and like, right. and it's like putting on this magnificent show. Um, Yet I feel like even if I don't have like the agility and I don't like practice my agility as much, yeah. like I do have like this personality on stage. Totally. So I try to do funny yeah. things and like extra things to kind of like absolve my like not pull tricks. Balance a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So there's. I could see that just from mowing you for half right. hour. Right. So. I try to I try to connect and, and be funny. And uh, I think comedy is good. But also just like. I, I, I like the I like being like. I like the div- I like making people be there for me being extremely funny and dorky, but then being like really sexy and hot and like over the, I like like doing that to their mind and being like, you can have both. (laughs) It can be two things. Um, Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I can, I get a lot of men, especially be very, she's really smart, really funny and really weird. Oh wow. And crazy crazy hot. Wow. Um, Interesting. But, but I think that a lot of the money at the clubs I work at currently Mm -hmm. is from stage um because i work at clubs that at the most have six girls working at a time and so we're on stage a lot more often yeah i mean maybe i make just as much doing lap dances because whatever lap dances are cost more cost than, so much more, right and um but i think that a lot of other clubs like when i worked in vegas when i work other places where you get up on the floor or on the stage like two times a night i'm making a lot I'm trying to make most of my money doing lap dances and VIP rooms and things like that. So at the clubs here in Portland, I work at, it's like maybe 50, 50. Sure. Um, I don't feel like I excel in either. I feel like I, um, am just, just like mostly have my own way of doing both. And like, sometimes I'm really on, on stage and sometimes Mm. I'm really like on fire because there's so many variables. Like the customers are always so different and you never know like what they, what they're feeling, what they want or whatever. Like people do really like that. I'm like the one not tattooed girl Uh, in Portland. No tattoos. They're like, Oh my God, you have no tattoos. Oh my God. It was so funny when I wanted to, when I first became a dancer, I was like, oh my god now i can get totally tattooed and it's gonna be so cool and like i just like was like having all these fantasies about having this tattooed body with all this art and i love tattooed women i think they're so beautiful and i love like that they're just these walking canvases especially if they have nice good tattoos sure um but i just started keep 
people kept saying like, oh, I love that you have no time. And I was just like, holy shit, like I'm a chameleon. I can just kind of like be whatever I want. I don't mm-hmm. have to be like, honestly, like I can be a really private person too. I'm like, I don't want to have to explain what this means to this person. Right. Like, I just right. want to be like, I just don't want to talk about it. Let's talk huh. about something else. Like I would, I think that it's kind of fun. I can be more elusive that way, but people do point that out a lot here. Because uh, yeah. In Portland, you're very rare. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, uh, I didn't even think about that. No, no, you mentioned, I told, yeah, you don't have any tattoos or visible ones that I see. I have one on my foot right now. And I actually had uh, one on my side that I had removed. Oh, is that, how was that? that hurt? Um, it was, it was very, I mean, it was like, it, hurt, it was like so much more painful than getting it. Yeah. It took so much longer, but eight sessions with the Pico sure laser and from, can, uh, is there any evidence? Can you uh, tell at all that you had? No. It? Well, there's like a couple of specs I can show you in a second. Yeah. But, Kristen at Knott huh. Street Dermatology in Portland, Oregon. She's amazing. It was it was actually like the best experience you could possibly imagine having for getting a tattoo removed because I read so many horror stories before I went in. I was just like, oh, my God, it's never going to go away. Oh, my gosh. And that's I, wild. I kind of had this like thing where it was this big tattoo on the side. And I was like, do I want to continue to get tattoos and like make it kind of blend in with the rest of my tattoos because i was that's what i was planning on doing right or or do i want to just be like get rid of it and be like just done and so like i made that choice because i was getting into burlesque and doing all this stuff where yeah a lot of people have tattoos yet i kind of liked the fact that i could be more trans like transform my look and transform like my characters and all the things i was doing through burlesque like without being like known for the tattoos Uh, or like that's her because that's her tattoo i recognize who yeah and also sometimes maybe your characters would have to match the canvas that you have and if you don't have a canvas i mean of tattoos then yeah you could change to a lot of different things that's interesting mm-hmm. that's great uh do you in so working in the clubs um you have i mean you have a few things written down there i don't think we've gotten into so yeah if there's something you're you're thinking of just shoot but uh do you have any i mean what are the all the things that are have been fun or that you love or that uh are are, are great about being in that space you have a lot of have you met a lot of friends and like is, so is that i would where, like, say that like 90 percent of my friends my really good friends are strippers because they are so real mm-hmm. so amazing no bullshit i i don't know like i i find that um hanging out with regular people that <sighs> don't dance and aren't in the sex industry yeah like before I moved to Portland, there's like so many barriers hmm. and like, and like, um, like lack of niceties vulnerability or, uh, and like, sure. yeah, a lot of, a lot of like walls and mm-hmm. lack of vulnerability. I mean, it, I mm-hmm. think that, I think that that is now it's, it's spreading. People are becoming more empowered to be vulnerable. The internet is ha- helping empower a lot of people right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the original vulnerability that I saw was with dancers. And that is where I finally started not having anxiety in my friendships because I was like, oh, my God, what I see is what I get. I know you. I love you. Like, we're transparent. We're telling each other we love each other and all this stuff. We're getting naked together. We're having, like, crying together. We're laughing together. We're doing all this stuff. Like, we're, like, able to really, like, see the world from this perspective of, like, being down in the depths in this dark place where people are their real selves. Like, you see some businessman who's, like, 
whatever just like yeah and then you see him like at his most vulnerable state as well like when he's in when he's wasted and he's in a strip club around naked women and he's getting excited and he's being primal and all these things and you're just like oh these are who people really are it made me have no fear around people that i used to think were like better than me or like Uh, or like or like more talented or like celebrities or whatever like i'm just like we're all just these animals like being like hurled around on this planet like it's like i don't like through dancing i've really discovered that like um i it's really helped me see like that there's no like actual hierarchy of Uh. humans and very vulnerable states of people like i've seen yeah there's i've seen a lot yeah Um, that's wild that's a good uh i think that's a good uh result of the work but also like just in general there's a lot less shame for things. I mean, I now, remember my you know? college, I mean, like, so. like when I was even in college, like a year before I started dancing, mm-hmm. I, um, I remember my roommates, we didn't even get naked in front of each other. Like that was yeah. just, we just didn't. Yeah. Um, so like, like you had to like have your towel on all the time, right? Like cover up. And, and like we were all women living in the, the same house. And, and now like, it's yeah. like, I know if I was in the same situation now, it'd be like just all naked all the time. Right. Like, or, or just whatever. Just like, I can't, I just found like, I feel like I belong so much more. Right. Like, I feel like, like, why do you, you know, like it's a safe, it's a safe place to just exist. Yeah. And yeah. um, we all have our meltdowns. We all have this or that. So we ex- understand each other Don't on this level. Them. We're not trying, like, we're not working in this environment where, um, like, so say we have a boss or whatever. So, so, so and so is like having a mental breakdown. And then you think that it's actually going to benefit you because they're uh, breaking down and you're going to try to get ahead because, uh-huh. no, that's not how it works. In you're on this, the same like, team. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Like, it's not like we yeah i mean the people who are paying us are not our bosses right they're customers who random people who come in yeah and i love that Mm -hmm. i love that i'm not like having to put on like a oh my god i'm doing great to like the person who i'm working for no totally yeah that's you can be honest you can be vulnerable they can be vulnerable with you uh you can uh, have the flexibility to not work sometimes if things are going um, a certain yeah. way you can talk to the people you work with and not feel like they're going to be like ooh judging you or like right. taking advantage of this uh you know struggle you're you you're currently having or whatever that's great that's interesting comedy we i wish comedy was that way it can be that way but sometimes there's some cutthroat uh, aspects. Uh, comedy is like, oh, Ooh, spill your struggling? heart out Perfect. on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell us all your like most embarrassing, most vulnerable moments, and then like also do it in a vulnerable state where you just have a microphone and yourself, and there's a million people staring at you. Yet, um, make me laugh too. <laughs> I'm sorry, your vulnerability isn't vulnerable enough. For me. <laughs> it's not good enough for me. And it wasn't funny. <laughs> and it wasn't funny. And the uh, um, you, your heartbreaking story wasn't funny enough, and your. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's people that like and then there's comedians you know when comedians all work together it can be so much better and whatever what ends up happening is you get like you know all these there's a ton of movies that are stand-ups who went into acting or writing or producing films and then they bring along their friends and then their friends are acting in all those mm-hmm. movies every adam sandler movie has steve buscemi in it every uh is, there it is um you have <laughs> morning after pill written down right. i see and i have i we haven't got to that is that I have, what's I that have connected my dad, to 
that morning after pill yeah yeah and whippets and whippets steve buscemi okay we're about to talk about family and stuff in a minute so so, um, i guess like uh, you just i i remember okay so i remember (laughs) it's it's so a very (laughs) so i'm used to having like things delivered to me with uh to my house with uh you know like these these apps amazon and everything i do amazon amazon postmates gopuff got it all the time gopuff but okay gopuff delivers morning after oh is that right it's like a weed company but they have um they they actually have their own i'm and uh i guess gopuff you can sponsor me since i'm saying your name so many times right now i am not this is not endorsed by them okay (laughs) um I they actually are really awesome progressive like little company. I don't know how little they are, maybe, but they have their own warehouse space with their own inventory. So like you're only paying about two dollars to have things delivered. You're not paying like Postmates where um you pay for the thing and then you pay like fifteen dollars to have it delivered right. as well. Yeah. So they have their yeah. own inventory. So it's basically like a Seven Eleven like or like maybe like even a Rite Aid. Um, but it's like virtual. And so you go and like you can order whatever, but they have and they even have like sex toys and things like that. Is that right? But one day like I had, you know, I was going through it. I was really like having this <laughs> like, I don't know, but just not getting just having like bad mental health for the like a few days. And I knew sure. that I needed a morning after pill, um, but I had like waited way too long, like to get it at the store and then i had to go to work and i was like fuck like i need to get this right now or else i'm gonna have a fucking baby or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) or whatever happens (laughs) or or else i'm gonna be pregnant on stage right i'm just gonna be like pregnant all of a sudden okay (laughs) so baby's just gonna come out of me if i don't get this thing um so i to be clear you had had sex with somebody right or you just were feeling i was abducted by aliens (laughs) and you don't ever know what's gonna happen you know So i need a morning after film okay got it i had had sex with a male penis got it with a male penis (laughs) got it and uh and um, yeah so then i um so then i was like fuck like i don't i can't go after work like i need to get this now like i'm just it's like Uh, hours are ticking away um And so I was like, I remembered that GoPuff has morning after pills. Wow. So I, I, I had one delivered to my work, but like I thought they were going to do it more discreetly. Oh, they, why don't they? And they like brought it. Like I was giving a lap dance <laughs> and they come to the bar and they are like, they're like yelling my real name and oh throughout the gosh. whole club. And they're we like, morning we have a special for... delivery. Like, and then, then the bartender's like, what is it? And then he like pulls it out and he's like, oh my gosh, my choice. <laughs> no way. And like, I had to come and retrieve it from the private. I was giving someone, I was on somebody's lap, tits out, <laughs> pussy out, had to go retrieve it, bring it back in there. I, I took I'm it so down glad. with a shot of tequila, uh, got the job done. Perfect. No babies. No babies. But um, another, I've had, I've had whippets delivered to the strip club and it was really funny when they. Is that GoPuff too? That was Postmates. They went to the sex store and went and picked them up. And it was funny when they set them down in the bar. And really? It was like that like big jingle noise. Like, really? Um, huh. I, I didn't know Postmates could do all that. I guess why not? You know, I don't know how comfortable how do they are with doing it. But enough. the fantasy for Even adults better. only or taboo in Portland here, they um are on the Postmates list. So you can like write in your special uh, request. 
I bet you that's a, I'm not going to say only Portland thing, but I bet it's pretty unique to Portland. I, I doubt Portland. there's other, yeah, there you go. Move here. Don't move here. Uh, or move here. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm you're, leaving. well, you're like, well, that's the same thing about Seattle. I'm like, we, we were like, it rains all the time. You shouldn't move here. And it's like, it doesn't rain all the time. But if Honestly, that's what people believe, fine. Um, I feel like this November 2nd day is a testament to global warming because that's, I was outside sweating earlier. It's pretty beautiful. I was on a little bit of a hike, but it's also very sunny. It's been sunny for like 15 days, which I love. Oh, that's great. I'm yeah, into it. I don't and know I don't how Mother mind. Earth feels about this. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I, her trees as a happy. Seattle person, I'm like, bring on the global warming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. Um, so you're f- who who does everybody know that you strip and dance or as does not far everybody as know my whole family yeah yes. family friends yes. okay got it and they on board think it's great they're, um, they're into I mean, it or like whatever it wasn't like they were like relieved that i was stripping when they, got, they weren't like oh thank god she has a job okay um, okay like it was it was not like the smoothest um when i came out sure but yeah, um funny? i mean I, I actually would think that it would be like not like comparable like to some people's experiences as coming out sure because i was like okay like i'm committed to this this is my job this is going to be my job for a really long time if not like my whole life like i'm going to be involved in this industry right. and identify as someone who either is this or has done this mm-hmm. and support people who will do this and yeah. are doing this and have done this so, so it's not just telling them a job it's, it's telling like, them your lifestyle it's a lifestyle yeah. it's completely a lifestyle and i and i and I knew that when I was doing it, I was like, this is correct. Um, even if I'm going to be doing other things like this is, this is me. Um, so it was a lot like, I know like it, when I, my, my family's, my parents are now more atheists, but like when I was in high school, they were really religious Okay. it was super fucking painful and weird. And like that actually like was kind of traumatizing too, Mm. because I never like felt it or resonated with it really. Um, my parents were, I just always loved Satan so much. It was really hard. (laughs) 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 Perfect. Yeah. Well, so I decided to fully (laughs) divulge. Um, so I, I, when I did like totally come out, it was, it was like, it was like a letter and it was all like dramatic and all this stuff and i was like i was like i could only really write it because it was really hard for me to like tell them and i i wanted to like say so many things that i know that i wouldn't be able to say when i was like talking yeah so i i wrote a letter and then i'm like can you please call me when you're done reading it and like my my mom called me and was like okay i guess you know i kind of thought this was what you were doing yeah whatever like as long as it's not forever i'm like "Mm." Mm-hmm. well um all these <laughs> things so it's really difficult because i know that like is as much as my family members try to pretend that like they're supportive or whatever i know that there's a huge stigma surrounding it and like when they when they just maybe even think to themselves my daughter is a stripper yeah it it's makes like, them feel weird it is in yeah. like the whole like oh this person we tried to raise to be like this whatever you know is like a sexual performer is like performing sexually for like older men and all this stuff and i'm like 
personally like sound and okay with it but like, yeah. i know how that sounds and i know like the assumptions they have never been to the club their friends telling right their friends, right you they've know, never what it, like you know. seen yeah. how it actually is they're no. seen how they don't they're not me so they yeah. have a lot of like i know my mom especially has a lot of like stories surrounding what's actually happening and like mm. you know n- thinking that it's never even been to, so i know like in her mind it's something different than it is because she's never yeah. been there um and your dad is like, my dad is like pretty wild and he's not like he just doesn't care but he's like a very supportive father he's a he's a good guy um he always has pushed it pushed the boundaries and so i think that he's really and he's always thought like you know if you can make money go for it like do it like do what you know and you can so my mom has is more of like the uh this is morally wrong kind Got of person it. yet, you know, yeah. trying your best to be supportive yet yeah. also think that every problem that I ever have is due to stripping. Uh, like I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm kind of like feeling depressed. She's like, you know, if you stop dancing and you got a normal job, did I'm like, Oh, that would be so much fun making one tenth of the income. That would be so much less depressed. Ah, I'd be <laughs> so happy wearing my Starbucks apron, <laughs> serving brevets all day. <laughs> oh my God. And then just getting, getting like yelled at and criticized and being having to take it yeah. and not just walk away yeah that'd be so much fun i would love it wild yeah uh it is fine i mean even just this podcast makes my mom uncomfortable and i'm not into doing it yeah. and, you know, i'm not taking my clothes off and so the uh she says things like uh you know the family and friends don't want to see this on facebook and i'm like oh did somebody say something and she's like no i'm like you're the family and friends right <laughs> you're like the you're one. the only person yeah. for me that which is okay that is but it's not my concern or you know totally I mean, like you know. i mean we're adults yeah. but it is really hard to like She's be doing be doing your like be living your life and uh be feeling like you're doing good stuff and then like the second you hear that like your parents like aren't really into it it's like yeah. it's like well, like it's yeah. it's hard it's it's hard so for everyone who feels that way um you're, you're not a parent, alone. Get on board. If you're a parent, <laughs> if you're a parent, trust your kid more. Yeah. Pretend like you're them and maybe you don't actually understand it where you're at right now, but maybe they don't understand things you do either. Sure. It's, you know, there's, I, I'm very much like in control of myself and what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And like, I know what I'm doing. I, I know when feel, things don't feel safe, but also, you know, if, if I was working at a coffee shop or if I was working at wherever, if I was, you know, I teach, I taught school for 12 years. Right. And that's, I mean, There's it's not certain an epidemic people, that can you know. happen at all these places. Um, yeah. I mean, none of us are really safe on this planet, right? Like none right. of us are guaranteed safety, um i'm sorry some people are maybe more like protected than others but like we're all just human beings and we could die at any second yeah um my so yeah it's really disheartening when i like hear something like well if you weren't doing this job i'm like literally my life's work and you just amount it to be yeah yeah um the cause of all negativity yeah Yeah. like i'm like yeah okay yeah possibly staying up late maybe drinking too much but maybe i drink too much anyways a lot of people drink way more than me and they're not a dancer well (laughs) and maybe you would drink uh for not fun and drink because you needed it right Uh, and uh that would be yeah i found really long periods of time being sober as a dancer too which totally you know yeah people 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 don't believe me when i say that they're like how could you i'm like it just do like it's not 
I think the majority of the people I've interviewed so far have been, they're like, oh, I'm sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's totally a thing that's possible. That's uh, well, that's a that's a bummer, but it's good that at least it's not like a you know. I I know yeah. people that have she been like disowned. <laughs> yeah, yeah I actually would love to uh, probably share this. Maybe yeah. maybe share this, or with maybe her. not even this episode, just any episode. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, um, yeah, it's the like, disowning it's like, is crazy. It's like yeah, I know people that have been like you know where it's just like or peep or I also know people that have been dancing for like twelve years. Mm-hmm started when they were like 18 mm-hmm. like their parents still, still don't, know, don't know and i know how much pain that causes them uh, i know like that discord tell. where you're just like where, and i actually felt like that for a minute i was like i was like there's no like i finally broke down and it's okay now and it i do believe that more times it will become okay than not because i think that there's a, something inside the parent archetype that like makes them still love you no matter what. Um, But there are some people where just like, they just know that it would cause so much havoc and so much chaos in their family that they just absolutely can't say anything. So this whole time they've just been a bartender. Yeah. That's what I hear a lot. (laughs) Bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Their parents can never visit them at their bar or whatever. For some (laughs) whatever reason. I think sometimes parents are being purposely naive. uh, Oh yeah. That's probably better for everybody. Uh, what would be way better for God, everybody? God, I love is if they authenticity. Like that's board. so much anxiety, though. Like, yeah. like the authenticity of being able to share your the things that make you that set you on fire. You yeah, with the people that you love is so 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 important to me and. Mm. God, not having that is really hard. So, like, f- a few times, like, it's been disheartening, like, hearing my mom, like, being, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's like, it's like, I just want to, like, I want to share the things that make me so happy and bring me so much livelihood with the people I love. So, to- then, that's, you know, like, uh, that's like ex- excellent way to describe why it's important for folks to be on board with what their kids are doing, mm-hmm. whatever that thing may be. Like you might um, not understand yeah. it, but you have to trust them as a human that they think they're doing the best thing for themselves at that time. If your kid's saying like, Oh, I have this drug addiction, da, 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 it's going great. I love, I love cocaine. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> like maybe that's a different story, but if they're like, Hey, I'm making money, I'm able to pay my rent. I'm able to do this and this and this. I'm making art. I'm doing that. Like, I love it. Like um, yeah. get on board. Like I, yeah. I explained that to my parents when like, yeah, it's glamorous in Portland. Yeah. I can like, I started becoming a burlesque dancer because of it and all this stuff. Like, yeah, some sex workers don't have that opportunity yet. Some sex workers genuinely love like giving that affection and love to people and like sharing themselves in that way. And yeah. like, it's hard for their parents and other people to understand that they actually are sexual beings and want to give themselves in that way. That's where a lot of it comes down to is the, the shame surrounding sex in mm-hmm. our, in America, mm-hmm. especially in our culture. It's just so uh, palpable and thick. It's like people just can't accept that's like, okay and it's so but you know you you were saying oh these boobs that give life and those that's upsetting to you it's just like sex gives i mean it's it's just a thing that everybody's like literally you came out of a vagina you sucked on a titty your parents fucked so that you could be born like all these things happen and 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 they're not just like they're not just like things that like are on the fringe and like maybe happened they like definitely Absolutely happened happens. like <laughs> probably a like, lot hopefully a like, lot we just don't talk about it yeah. but it's like one Oof. of the most natural normal things but we just don't talk about it and it's kind of like 
penis Gross <laughs> and weird just drop penises on everything oh, yeah, because totally. that's funny yeah, yeah. well and that's what uh, middle school kids do <laughs> boys especially they're like ah, I started trying to draw vaginas on everything to counteract that and they just look like strange like you know it, 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 <laughs> like a shellfish you, you can't something. really get you can't really get the point across as yeah. well as you can really get the point across. With the get it. Oh, <laughs> boom! Good joke. Uh, to to probably end it, unless there's what is there anything else? I don't know. That uh, really. that uh, that that's burning a hole in your brain, and you want to make sure all the people know. Uh, but so for, you've told us so much, and it's been such a great interview. Yeah. So uh, okay. lovely, lovely, lovely. If you uh, haven't already. Hop on over to Instagram and follow the podcast at Stripper Podcast on Instagram. Also, Miss underscore P-R-Y-S, Miss Pris on Instagram and at P-R-Y-S underscore Matic, M-A-T-I-C on Instagram to follow Pris. And when you're in uh, Portland, you got to check out Mary's Club. Regard- Hopefully, she'll be working and that would be the perfect scenario. I'm normally there Saturday nights. There you go. Saturday nights. Uh, it's just iconic and you got to go. If you enjoy the podcast, go on to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and a nice little review. A few words would be amazing. I have a lot of people that are like, absolutely, I loved it so far. I'm so great. It's so great. And then I'm like, I can see when the ratings change and when the reviews get to you know like you haven't reviewed it yet (laughs) so go do it please please it'd be great for the podcast and if you don't enjoy the podcast i don't know why you listen for over an hour um but don't say shit about it you're like you're the kind of people that sit in the back row of the strip club for like two hours watching us get get naked and not giving us a dollar and then like shaking your head and leaving because we didn't give you a good enough show (laughs) because you're sitting in the back (laughs) it does see you don't do that it's a great analogy get involved be on board and don't don't go on Yelp and say nasty things about the club. You're so weird. Uh, it's yes. a direct reflection of you. That that's totally true. That's yeah. You hear that? Uh, we got our first uh, one one star. How embarrassing for you? Back. How embarrassing for them? I don't. I I wish I knew who. I wish I could call them out and tell everybody who they are because what an odd thing to do. How could a podcast even be one star? Like it's, you know, I don't get it. Like. I assume it's the content that they're not into. Like, there's things I might listens. give one star to, but yeah. I like listen to them for ten seconds and then didn't bother giving one any stars. <laughs> yeah, I was that, just well, like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. Did you guys know that? Uh, so, thank you so much. You were great. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank uh, you. Subscribe. Next episode's coming soon. Bye.